Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Okay, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn, please, to the book of Psalm, Psalm 127, the 127th Psalm. We're really just going to look at a couple of verses here, and then we're going to be jumping around at other <clears throat> passages of Scripture and God's Word this morning. Uh, we've been on our, in our sermon series now for the last, I guess, four or five weeks on the Beatitudes. And uh, we were talking about how Beatitudes are really more about our attitudes, living as a child of, of God. Uh, But today we're going to take a break from the Beatitudes, and this is a special Sunday in the life of Chris and Megan Flahan, and uh, today they wanted to dedicate their children back to the Lord, and so instead of just tagging something on to the end of the service, I want to just build the whole message, and from my part on out, around this idea and this subject, things to remember concerning our children, and this is really going to be very applicable for all of us. Um, but especially for Chris and for Megan this morning uh, as they are going to be dedicating their children back to the Lord. And I want to speak on that subject here for just a moment. In Psalm 127, are you there? Psalm 127 in your Bibles, you can go there in your electronic devices. You can follow along if you sign sign in with Logos, the Logos Bible software system. It's a free download for you on Android or the iPhone. And then you can follow along in our slide presentation and just kind of click that and it'll take you to the next passage of Scripture where I'm going to be throughout this message. So Psalm 127, verse 3 and verse number 5. Now I'm going to be reading out of the ESV on this particular passage of Scripture. And the Bible says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. The older I get, the more I appreciate the last part of verse number four, the children of our youth, right? I'll tell you, there's a reason God wants us to raise children in our 20s and such. You get a little older and, whoo, that's a a task, isn't it, right? Matter of fact, Dr. Dobson says something like this. He said, grandchildren are God's gift to you in in favor of you or a blessing for you because you did not kill your own, right? (laughs) And I'm getting more, the older I get, and I don't have any grandkids yet, but the older I get, the more I'm seeing the reality of all of this. But but here it says in verse 4, Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them, and he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this privilege and this opportunity to be able to worship in this place of worship today. We thank you for all that takes place in and around the the, the ministry here at Victory Church. Lord, there are so many people that give sacrificially. There are so many people that serve sacrificially. And, And Father, even now, while we're praying, we can hear the children in the children's room. And we thank you for our kids. And thank you, Lord, for the workers that are with them. And we ask your blessings on them even today. But Lord, I pray you speak to our hearts. And Lord... Many of us have, have raised our children, and, and, uh, but we still have responsibility as parents and, and then even as grandparents. And, 
And for the younger parents here, I just pray that this will be a message that they could familiarize themselves with to see some of the responsibilities of raising children, and even in this day and age. We ask your blessings on the remainder of this service. Speak to every heart that's here. Encourage everyone that needs encouraging, and speak to that one that needs um, to hear from you today. And may you receive all the honor and all the glory for everything that's said and done in this worship service today. We love you. We thank you for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today we are dedicating Nolan and Audrey back to the Lord in this special service. But I just want to put out a few disclaimers here. First of all, uh, baby dedication really has nothing to do with salvation for these children. Matter of fact, baby dedication has more to do with the parents than it really does the children. But it's just acknowledging that God has blessed us with these children and what our responsibilities are as Christian parents and what our roles are. And so that's kind of what we're going to be going over today. Dedicating a child back to God really also acknowledges God's sovereignty. It acknowledges His sovereignty over the child, but it also acknowledges His sovereignty over us as parents to see how we're all part of God's master plan and His master design. May I just make another disclaimer, if you'll allow me, please. Do you realize that there are no children born that are accidental children in God's plan? Right? Now, there may be some accidental parents, but there are no ever any accidental children, right? It's all part of God's design and part of His plan and part of His, His sovereignty in Him ruling and reigning uh, over this entire universe. So as believers, we're called to recognize that children, first and foremost, they, they belong to God, right? They're His, and we understand that they are simply a gift from Him. But what an awesome responsibility we have to care for Him, to nurture, to train, to raise. What a wonderful privilege we have to be able to enjoy these children, uh, children just bring laughter to a home, do they not? Yes. I mean, you, all of you guys, when I brought Nolan up here, all of you guys' faces just lit up. And last week when we brought the kids up here and I did the little children's moment with all the kids and, and we destroyed about a, a, almost two dozen eggs up here, just shattering eggs. That was so much fun, right? Because children just bring laughter into the home. And what, a, what joy there is in being able to raise these children. So... Chris and Megan today are, are doing what we find in Scripture, what many of you have done as parents, what we find in Scripture that they did. They, they're bringing their children back to the house of the Lord, and they're dedicating those children back to God who has blessed them with them. We're told in Scripture that Hannah did this. In 1 Samuel, you don't have to turn there unless you just want to look at the reference, but in, in 1 Samuel chapter number 1, we see where, where Hannah presented her young Samuel back to the Lord. The scripture says she prayed for this boy and the Lord blessed her and gave her this son. And in an act of worship, she brought him back and and left him and gave him back to the Lord. We also find that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus back to the temple in Jerusalem there in an act of dedication and giving him back to the Lord. So in the same way, Chris and Megan are, are bringing their children today and they are dedicating them back to the Lord. But first, they're dedicating themselves They're dedicating themselves to be the Christian parent that God has called them to be and then in turn also dedicating the child. In in 1 Samuel chapter 1, in verse number 27, the scripture says, Hannah says, For this child I prayed. 
I don't know about you, whenever I read that passage of Scripture, it really resonates in my spirit. Hannah desired to have this child, and she prayed for this child, and the Lord blessed her in giving her this child. Whenever I think about that, I'm very thankful for Hannah and, of course, the ministry of Samuel. Very thankful for for Christian parents down through the generations that have passed their faith on to the next generation. And by the way, as, as kind of a side note, do you realize that Christianity is just one generation away from extinct, being extinct? Do you realize that if we do not forego and carry out our God-given responsibility of passing our faith down to the next generation, we're just one generation away from not being existing at all? And I'm talking about the gospel message, the, the faith of Christianity. So it's imperative that we pass our faith down to the next generation. But I think about all the thousands of children that are born. And I think about these thousands of children that are born into many homes that are not brought up in a Christian home, that never have the opportunity to hear mom and dad share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ or to exemplify or live out in front of them what a Christian parent or a Christian individual looks like. And I wonder, will those children ever have an opportunity to come to a saving knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, because I believe Scripture and I believe God is sovereign, I, I will believe they have the op- will have the opportunity. But however, what, how unfortunate it's going to be for many children that they're going to be raised in a home and never be able to have mom and dad teach them about the ways of the Lord. Guys, do you realize, Chris, Megan, the rest of the parents here, do you realize that the most important thing that you can ever do for your children is not to provide food for them, although that's important, It is not to provide clothing for them, although that is important. The most important thing we can do for our children is not to provide a nice home for them to live in, although that is important, shelter over their head. The most important thing that we can do for our children is to pray for them. Hello? I mean, think about that. The most important thing that any of us could do for our children is to pray for them. And whenever we are praying for our children, what we're really doing is declaring that, God, we need you. In raising these children in the ways of the Lord, we acknowledge that this task is so much larger than what I can do by myself. We're really casting our dependence on God, and we're asking Him to help us and to bless us to raise these children in the way that He has instructed instructed us to raise them. It's a declaration to God that we need him. And by the way, guys, we all need him. Hello? Every, by the way, when I pull my ear, that's a good spot to say amen. If you're not familiar with saying amen, you don't want to say it at the wrong time. I always try to help you a little bit, okay? So whenever I pull my ears, let's practice. Amen. amen. Okay, it's a good spot to say amen right there. The most important thing we can ever do for our children is pray for them. And parents, I wonder, let me ask you, are you praying for your children? Are we really Are we really grabbing hold of the horns of the altar and just pleading to God on behalf of our children? And I don't know about you, but my my son who led worship today is 23. My daughter's 20, and she's out in California in the Air Force Reserves, and will be home next week. But but I pray for my kids every single day. I, I don't know that they ever get to the age that we stop praying for our children. Some of you older parents with older kids, are you still praying for them? Right. I mean, we should never stop praying for our kids, and it's the greatest thing that we could ever do. Well, with this service today, I just want to try to share with you a few things that we need to understand as far as our children are concerned. I want you to jot these down. There's a place on the back of your uh, your bulletin to be able to take a few notes. I encourage you to do that on your tablet, what, whatever way you do that. I want you to jot down these four things because these are four things that I think all of us need to understand 
concerning our children. Number one, jot this down. And I've already alluded to it. We've already said this. But the first thing we need to understand is that our children were given to us by the Lord. Okay? Our children were given to us by the Lord. Look what the Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 5 and also Psalm 139 verse 13 and 14. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, the Lord said this to the prophet Jeremiah. He said, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Guys, do you realize that before Jeremiah was even born, before he was ever knit together in his mother's womb, the Bible says, God said, I have planned for you to be here. I have a ministry for you. I have a task for you. I have something for you to do to help preach and deliver the message to my people. So I want you to understand that our children are given to us by the Lord. That he has a plan for them. And whenever we look at our kids, and I see Dexter holding, holding little Dexter there, holding the little baby there. God has a plan for all of our children, right? I mean, we got to understand, they are a gift from him. We've been given these children. Then in Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14, the Bible says, For it was you, the psalmist is acknowledging that it's God. It was you, God, who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And I will praise you because I am, I have been remarkably and wonderfully made. And your works are wonderful. And I know this very well. So whenever you look in the face of these children, whether it's Nolan or whether it's Audrey or whether it's little Dexter or whether it's all the babies in our church, Allison in the back, I want you to understand that these children are a gift. From God, right? What a blessing and what a privilege it is to be able to be part of God's plan. The second thing I want you to see, not only that our children were given to us by the Lord, but second thing, I want you to get this one. Mom, I need to preach this to you, especially harder. Mother, and dads kind of understand this a little bit, but these children are not ours to keep. Let's try that again. These children are not ours to keep. Right? They're not even ours. They belong to God. They're His. He's given them to us to nurture, to raise, to care for, to teach, to train, to instruct, so that when they grow, God can use them for the purpose that He's called them in this life and in this world. Our children are not ours to keep. Now, here's the good news, Mom. You are working yourself out of a job. Right? Hello, you are. As those children are growing, the day's getting closer and closer where you're actually just working yourself out of a job. They're not ours to keep. They've been given to us by the Lord. They are ours to raise, right? So that they can be used by Him. In 1 Samuel 1, 27 and 28, this is where Hannah was, raised, had, was offering Samuel back to the Lord. And she said, I prayed for this boy, speaking of Samuel. And since the Lord gave me what I asked for or asked him for, I now give the boy to the Lord for as long as he lives. He's given to the Lord. And then he bowed and worshiped the Lord there. Now the scripture goes on to read that she left him there. Right? She left Samuel there. Now, Chris and Megan, in this act of dedication today, you're going to have to take your boy and your girl home with you, right? You can't leave them here. As much as sometimes we want to, somebody else take these kids. No, the, the, listen, they're not ours to keep. They're the Lord's, right? And our responsibility is we've got to raise them and then turn them loose. And that's hard to do. 
Man, that's so hard to do. I remember we took Tyler off to college after he graduated high school and dropped him off in Nashville, Tennessee at our Free Will Baptist Bible College. And man, I tell you, that was the hardest thing that this dad and that mom ever had to do was to drop him off at college and then drive and head back to Illinois from Nashville, Tennessee. Now, it's only four hours away. And it's not like we weren't ever going to see him again. But man, just kind of cutting those strings a little bit was difficult. And the same thing with Kristen. Whenever we took her to Lambert Air Force Base and dropped her off to go off to Air Force basic training, man, that was the hardest thing that we ever had to do as parents. But you know what? God has a plan for them. We raised them. We taught them. We instructed them. We reared them. We taught them the ways of the Lord. And now we've got to let them go to wherever it is that God is going to be using them in this world. Now, I'm thankful that God has allowed my son to be the worship leader right here. And what a joy it is to be able to partner with my son in ministry here at Victory Church. And that's that, what a joy that is. I was sitting over there early and tears rolling down my, my cheek as he's just, man, he's preaching really what he's doing. He's kind of just preaching and singing and carrying on. And, and uh, what a joy that is. But it's tough to let them go. But we got to realize that our children are not ours to keep. They belong to the Lord, right? They are a gift from God, and He wants us to raise them. The third thing I want you to get is this. And I think this is very important for all of us to remember. The home. The home is the most natural place to learn about the Lord. Guys, do you realize that the primary responsibility of raising our children in the faith does not belong to the church? It's not enough just to bring your children to church and drop them off. It's not enough to bring your children to church and be sure they're involved in the children's activities. Now, all of that is good, right? I'm not undermining that whatsoever. It's very important that we are faithful to the church, that we are committed to a local church, that we do serve, and that we do raise our children in the church. But I'm talking about the primary responsibility of teaching our children the faith, the ways of the Lord. The primary faith trainer in all children's life is mom and dad, right? That's the primary faith trainer in the home. And that's what God instructed us in Scripture to be and to do. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 through 9. I want you to turn here in your Bibles, if you will, please. And let's camp out for my next two points, this one and one more point, in this passage of Scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's better known as the Shema. And maybe you've heard of it as that. And this possibly was the very first passage of Scripture that any young Jewish boy would have memorized. This is the passage of Scripture that that the Jewish parents would, would teach their children to memorize, which is really, no doubt, the reason why. You remember when the man came to Jesus? And he asked Jesus, Master, he said, Great teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And the Lord said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy strength and thy soul and thy mind. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor to yourself. You remember that in the New Testament? Well, why is it that Jesus so readily just kind of threw that? Possibly also because he's God and he's sovereign and that's what he wanted to say. I understand that part of it. But on the human side of it, this possibly was the very first passage of Scripture that Jesus, as a young Jewish boy, was taught to memorize in his home. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. 
Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is the Shema. This is what every Jewish family knew that they had to carry out the the faith teaching responsibilities in the home for their children. Guys, I just really don't see this changing even in the year 2013. Still the primary faith teacher, still the primary faith trainer in the home is mom and dad. Why is that? Could it be that mom and dad is far more influential on a child's life than just a Sunday school teacher or just a children's church worker, right? Mom and dad spend far many more hours with the children than the youth pastor does or the children's workers do. You know, we may get one or two, at most three hours a week max with the children in the church. Hello? But mom and dad, you're there every single day. And the Bible's taught us how we're to teach the faith of Scripture to our children. Verse 7 We are to repeat them to our children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, as you walk along the road, as you lie down, as you get up. So when you get up in the morning, teach your children the ways of the Lord. When you lie down in the evening, teach your children the ways of the Lord. As you're going through your day, as you're walking through life, as you're carrying out your responsibilities, look for those God moments to be able to teach your children the ways of the Lord. And then the Bible says to repeat them over and over and over and over and over again to your children. The home is the primary faith training place and the parents are the faith trainers for children, primary faith trainers for children. Now, are there others that speak into our children's life? Sure. And thank God for those others. Thank God for grandparents that speak into our children's life. Thank God for good friends and Christian friends that speak into our children's life. Thank God for the church that speaks into our children's life. But listen, we cannot give any of those people I just talked about the primary responsibility of teaching our children. That belongs with mom and dad. Can I get a witness? Let me give you the fourth and final thing and I'll be done here. Number four, I want you to get this one. Godly instruction for children begins where? In the heart of the parents. Now get this. Look, if you will, back up in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 6. The Bible says, These words that I am giving you today are to be where? In the church? Well, obviously, hopefully they're in the church, but that's not what Scripture is teaching us. Where, is, where are the words? Where is the teaching? Where is the faith? Where is all that supposed to reside? In the heart of the parents, Right? In your heart. So the primary place, the instruction for our children must begin in our heart. So therefore, it's important that we first dedicate ourselves to the Lord, right? That we have God's word in our heart. And then we're teaching our children because we are walking in the ways. We can't get, listen guys, we just can't give lip service to this. Hello? Because, listen, your children, here's something about children you're going to know. Especially, did you see little Henry last week came up here and, and just so innocent. And he came up here and he started telling me everything about his daddy. Did you guys remember that last week? I mean, they're just so innocent, right? But let me tell you something. They're smart and they can see through a fake, right? Children will be able to see the inconsistencies in the home. You see, it's one thing to give lip service to something. It's something else entirely different to live it out in the home. And by the way, you know this as well as I do, more is caught than taught, right? I guarantee you take these kids that I worked with last week up on this platform. They may not remember the words that I said, but I guarantee you they'll remember crashing eggs in church to the day they die. Right? Why? Because more is caught 
than taught, right? They see things. And by the way, parents, be sure that the Word of God is in your heart. Mom and Dad, you need to be spending time with God every single day. You need to be in the Word of God. You need to have your devotion time. You need to be in the Scriptures. You need to be faithful to the house of God. Because if you turn around and try to teach this to your children and you're not living it out yourself and you're just giving lip service to it, I promise you your children will see right through that that quick. Hello? So it's got to be in our heart. The love of God, the word of God, the principles of God, the faith must be in our heart. And we teach that then then to our children. One final verse of scripture that I want to leave you with. One of my favorite verses is 3 John, 3 John and verse number 4. There's only one chapter in that verse or that book. And the Bible says this, I have no greater joy than this than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. What a passage of Scripture. What a verse of Scripture for any parent. There's no greater joy in my life than to know that my children are walking in the truth. Why? Because that's what's in my heart. And that's what I'm rearing them and raising them and training them and teaching them, even when they were just little things. And what joy there is today to know that our children are walking in truth. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.